up, guys? It's Lucky the DJ calling from Boise, Idaho. Um, and I just wanted to call and get your thoughts on a topic. First of all, I just wanted to say I'm enjoying every single moment of this Bucks off season as Super Bowl champions. But I did come across a story, um, and I'm talking about the tweet that Carlton Davis sent out. And I totally respect if you guys didn't want to touch on that. I'm not sure if you have or not, but I just wanted to leave my thoughts and uh, get your thoughts on that uh, tweet, that insensitive tweet that he sent out. Um, I guess my first thought is this. Listen, Carlton Davis is a football player for my favorite team. He's not a role model to me. He's not a role model to my daughter. I really don't care if he's a nice guy or not. I expect him to do three things. Make interceptions, make tackles, and back down balls. I could care less if he's a nice guy or not. As long as he's not physically hurting other people, I could really care less. I don't care if he tips well at restaurants. I don't care if he's mean to people that he runs into. I just want him to do those three things, and I'll be happy with him because, again, he's not a role model to me. With that being said, if you read the stories and how he reacted to them, I think we have to give him the benefit of the doubt in this scenario um, of him and how he was raised in uh, language and slang that he grew up with that maybe we're not accustomed to, um, that, that he's used, and the meaning of the word was something completely different to him. To that point, once it was, I guess, explained to him the meaning of the word he used, um, he apologized, and he took the tweet down, and he said, I learned from it. And I think as we all go through this thing that we call life, we can all look back at times that we've made mistakes and learned and became better people. Is Carlton Davis a better person today because of this mistake? I don't know. I don't know the guy. But I guess if I was to write up a way to respond to an incident like that, um, the way he handled it, saying, you know what, in my culture, how I was raised, this word meant something else. Here's the proof. However... I learned that words have meanings, and I do apologize. I didn't mean to offend anybody. I don't think you should condemn a guy because of that, and it doesn't necessarily seem like the news media is running this story and, and driving this guy into the ground. So uh, that's my thoughts on it. Again, uh, I got respect if you guys didn't want to tackle it on your show, um, but it is Bucks news, so I figured I'd just call and give my opinion on it. Again, I appreciate everything you guys do. Great job, and go! Super Bowl champion! What? Tampa Bay Buccaneers! You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Thank you to Lucky the DJ for the call that we opened the show with. And Lucky, if you haven't heard already, David addressed the Carlton Davis issue on yesterday's episode. David, I think you did an absolutely phenomenal job with expressing how you felt, your interpretation of the situation. And uh, for any of you that have not listened to that, I do highly recommend that you go back and listen but a big welcome in to all of our returning listeners as well as our new listeners please 
If you are new to the show, make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It really, truly does help other Buccaneers fans find the podcast. Yeah, luckily we appreciate the call. And on today's episode, we're going to answer another call from another fan. They have a question for us on would you rather Thursday is what we're going to call it this week. Uh, we're also going to listen in as Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Levante David zoomed in with Pat McAfee. And that, but first, we're going to open up with Tom Brady, the quarterback, uh, talking life and football with Michael Strahan on Good Morning America on Wednesday. You're the oldest player what in NFL history to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. I know a lot of that has to do with the way you take care of yourself. For an athlete, your body is your asset. What I eat, what I drink, how I work out, all those things cumulatively add up. I started working with one of my great friends, Alex Grow, who's changed my life in so many ways, been working together for a long time. Now it just became part of my life. Super Bowl, you're MVP, it's the parade, a boat parade, which looked pretty cool. From what I remember, yes. Yes! It was yes. pretty cool. What was going through your mind when you had the Lombardi trophy yeah. and you thought you said well I completed plenty of passes yeah. in the game let me throw it from one boat to the other first of all there was not a lot going through my mind at that point I mean that was not smart for a couple reasons one is if we drop it that's a little bit of a problem but the worst thing that could happen is the edges on that trophy are so sharp and had those things clip one of my boys in the other boat it would have been an ugly, uh, ugly parade. Well, you, but the thing is, you had fun. And I, and I love that people got a chance to see a different side of you that they never see. And it was great to see you get off the boat. Yeah. You remember that part? Yeah. <laughs> Barely. I had a lot of fun. And I don't get to do that. You know, it's hard to relax. And yeah. when you're out in public and there's phones, not that I would do anything, but it still doesn't feel like comfortable for me, my personality, mm -hmm. to have people filming. So I tend to just stay at home more, and I don't go out a lot. And after the Super Bowl, I, one of my favorite things is to see the families of the players yeah. come up to the players and just the joy that they have. But we also saw Giselle whisper into your ear, yeah. what more do you have to prove? Yeah. So Tom, what more do you have to prove? I don't think proving it for me is the motivation. Like, I still want to play. You know, I got like a little sickness in me that just wants to throw a freaking spiral, you know what I mean? Also about football, once you stop, you can't go back and do it. I got some more football in me. Not a lot, and I know that, but mm -hmm. what I got left, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give everything I got. And I don't, I, he doesn't know any other way. And, and I think he still feels like that six-round draft pick, nothing's expected of him, and he wants to prove people wrong, and he continues to do so. Every single year. Yeah. yeah, but that attitude is really fascinating. He gave us an update about his knee surgery. He has some healing to do before playing football, but he should be doing more in the next two to three weeks that are football-related exercises, which is very good news for all you Bucks fans out there. <laughs> all right, not for the rest of the NFL. All right, great stuff from Michael Strahan and Tom Brady there. And David, my biggest takeaway is that he's he's admitting that he does not have a lot of football left in him. So I think he kind of knows when his his abilities are about to drop off and he's going to play right up until that threshold. And he knows his body. He knows what kind of shape he's in. He knows what he's capable of. So he's going to play right up to that point. And that's when he'll call it quits. And I think that's why he did the one-year extension. You know, yeah, it did free up some cap space, but I think we're looking at the final two years of Tom Brady's career, and then that will be it. Yeah, I mean, as, as amazing as Tom Brady's career has been, he's still human. He's eventually going to break down, and unfortunately, he can't go get replacement parts. 
like you can for your vehicle and just just renew himself and come back onto the field. But if you have a vehicle that needs replacement parts, you can actually go and get those and you can do them at places like friends of ours over at rockauto.com who remind us that with the ever-increased numbers of makes and models of vehicles, it's literally impossible for your chain storefront to stock all the parts you're ever going to need. Chain stores also have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, while rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Segment two here of the Locked On McAfee podcast as we are about to listen to some sound clips. David, I, I appreciate how much you love the Pat McAfee show. You are a dedicated watcher on YouTube, listener on Sirius XM's Mad Dog Radio. And Pat McAfee gets a lot of Buccaneers guests. So you flooded my inbox. You're like, hey, check out all this stuff that Levante David said on Pat McAfee's show. We should probably talk about a little bit of it. So let's go ahead and dive right in. This is Levante David speaking to Pat McAfee and the boys about winning the Super Bowl. And how's it feel? You were down in Tampa a long time. Now, all of a sudden, you're a world champion. It looks like you guys might, you know, go for two, go for three down there. How's it feel to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Levante David? Glory to God, man. Glory to God. You know, uh, for eight years of my career, man, it's been real skeptical, you know. But now we was able to turn things around, man, get to where I always thought we would get to. And uh, to finally call myself a Super Bowl champion after all those, you know, hard seasons or whatever, I feel really good, man. Well, it's not just those hard seasons, by the way. You go back to high school, those early morning workouts, college, whenever you're, you know, basically getting MVP in every game you play. And Juco, it's just like all those things you're hoping to one day be a world champion, plus the eight years in Tampa. Now you are. I hope you've enjoyed it. It looked like your entire team did on those boats, huh? You guys had yeah. a good time out on those boats, Levante. Yeah, it was a great time. One of the first times I've ever been part of something like that, you know, uh, they got the idea from the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, we follow suit, man. They, we see why they did it, man. It was real fun. Man. Everybody was just being themselves. Everybody was out there having fun, man. And the city, the city of Tampa, definitely enjoyed it, and uh, it was very fun to see everybody come out and support us. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Levante David, and we we've talked about this when Tom Brady arrived, and we talked about it during the season, and then when they clinched a playoff spot about the career of a guy like Levante David and how much he's really given to this team and this franchise and the city to become a Super Bowl champion finally, uh, you know, after all those years. And then when we were building up to his re-signing, everybody was talking about, you know, is, is Levante really going to go out uh, as a Super Bowl champion? He finally makes it to the playoffs, finally makes it to the Super Bowl. Is he really going to leave? And I think there was a little bit of doubt creeping in some people's minds uh, until the news broke that he was actually being re-signed and coming back. So everybody happy to have him back, hoping that he can have more conversations with other podcast hosts like uh, Pat McAfee or whoever he decides to talk to about another Super Bowl champion. Of course, all of this was really put into motion, not just by the arrival of Tom Brady, but the arrival of head coach Bruce Arians, who Levante also talked about with McAfee. 
when Tom Brady comes into the building, okay? Yeah. And I was, you know, I, I say stupid things into a microphone on a daily basis, try to cover the daily happenings in the sports world. When Tom Brady was a free agent, I was like, okay, so every team should be calling Tom Brady to get him in there, strictly because I was very lucky to be on a team where Peyton Manning was. I was very lucky to be on a team where Andrew Luck was. It was like when you have a guy, like a guy got, like it is, every the trainers are better, the equipment managers are better, the chefs are better, everybody's better because it's like, okay, we got a dude. When Tom gets in there, what is it like immediately do, do you see a a raise or a heightened accountability by people what was it like the as soon as he got in that building hey it's, a, it's exactly what you said man everything just changed everything's changed everything is basically based on the players man everything is based to fit on the players you know when tom's in you feel like man this gotta be done perfect some food gotta be perfect screen style gotta be perfect the nutrition style gotta be perfect the uh man, whatever it is, the sports science guys gotta be perfect, man. Like everybody was just on point, man. It just it was a different field, different, definitely a different field, man. But Tom is just a real genuine guy, man. He's a great guy to be around to as well. He's uh, always smiling. He loves he loves the game of football. He loved just being around the guy. And um, one thing I did respect about Tom, man, I do respect about Tom is like first thing you said, man. Like I'm coming to you guys locker room. I mean, don't look at me no different. You know, I'm coming to you guys locker room, coming to earn you guys' respect. And um, uh, he just said, man, don't treat him no different. And uh, just, you know, treat him just like one of the guys. You know, crack jokes with me, you know, talk BS with me, you know, uh, talk trash to me when we're on the field. You know, it's just going to be like, just treat me like one of the fellas, man. And, um, that's all That's all I ask for you guys. And I'm going to go out there and put my best foot forward. And uh, you can see why he's one of the greatest of all time. All right, well, that was Levante talking about Tom Brady. Uh, and look, it's something, David, again, you and I talked about it quite a bit, uh, that when somebody, the stature of Tom Brady comes into your building, you know, everybody has to elevate their game from the social media department to the kitchen to the janitors. Everybody has to elevate their game because of the expectations that come along with somebody like Tom. But, you know, stuff that Levante talked about, you know, that he – you know, Tom Brady walked in and, and said, I'm in your locker room now. Treat me just like one of the boys. You can BS with me. You can talk crap to me. Whatever the case may be, just treat me like you treat any other teammate. And and I think that's really where the bonding and a lot of the success started from from the get-go, that he didn't walk in, you know, kind of acting like his you-know-what doesn't stink because he had won so many Super Bowls. He was strictly... I'm a player on this team. These are my teammates. These are my boys now. Let's go win some games. Do not treat me any differently than you treat anybody else. Otherwise, we're not going to see the success that we could potentially see in the future. And and I love hearing stuff like that. And we've heard numerous players talk about the way that, that Tom handled himself when he walked in. But let's go ahead and kick it back over to Pat and Levante and hear about uh, Levante Levante's comments on his head coach, Bruce Arians. Uh, enough contract talk let's talk about bruce arians as soon as he gets in the building what immediate changes now it's not just him there's a lot of other old ass coaches that have been floating around with ba for a long time that get down in there what was your first like you know when you noticed that crew got in there it was like okay this is going to be different maybe than what it was in the past what has bruce kind of done to that tampa bay buccaneer squad you think i mean yeah man uh when i first talked to bruce he called me on the phone after he got the job you know uh he he, he already viewed me as a leader and he, he he already watched me you know throughout the league and said you know i was a great football player so he reached out to me you know and told me you know things are going to change and it's got to change with leadership 
And uh, it got to be a culture change. And we're going to get the right guys in, the right people in the organization to make that happen. And uh, he definitely did that, man. He uh, made us a, a tough football team. You know, he put a lot of playmakers out there. And uh, he built through the draft and, and kind of built through, you know, free agency, getting guys in and uh, kind of working with where he already had and then adding more pieces because he already knew he was a talented football team. You know, he wouldn't took the job if he didn't know we, we had no talent. So um, for him to come in and, uh, you know, just uh, change the program around and uh, change the culture of the program and, uh, and, and two years uh, is really, you know, impressive to see. I mean, B.A. is a respectful guy, man. Everybody respecting all the simple fact that he's, he's real. You know, he's a real coach. He's genuine and um, he's straightforward with you. And um, with him, man, you know, a lot of people always say this, but some really don't mean it, but he has a real open door policy. If you want to come in and talk to him, it's whatever. Uh, if you want to hit him up on the phone, he'll answer. And uh, he, uh, you know, tell you how it is. You know, tell him what he thinking. Tell you what he thinking, and uh, how to kind of get your mindset of how, you know, to uh, help uh, get the team uh, on the same page and stuff like that. So it's real cool, man. Be a, be around a guy like that, and man, he got the great staff apart, uh, great staff around him to kind of like help him out. And um, you know, it's really it's, it's very different from what I and, 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 uh, uh, experienced in the past. All right, so a nice little shout-out about Bruce Arians there from Levante. David. now that James got the voice uh, recordings in the proper order for the show. Uh, but really saying a lot of things that we already knew about Bruce Arians, just kind of verifying everything, and it's it really just kind of shows you the difference in the culture between this team. Because we've seen versions of this team before that didn't really have that leadership, whether it come from the quarterback position or the head coach position. So you see just how important coaching is, leadership really is, when you get the right people in the right places. Yeah, no doubt about it. Bruce Arians is definitely a real one. And look, Levante also talked about all 22 starters returning. And I would say that puts the Buccaneers as one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl again in 2021. And if you'd like to put a little money on that, my suggestion would be to head over to betonline.ag because betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. College basketball might be over. But the NBA, NHL, and MLB are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. Again, Promo code locked on, all one word, L O C K E D O N, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The NFL draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our locked on NFL draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. James, it's time for Would You Rather Thursday. We didn't have any Would You Rather Wednesday questions uh, submitted. I think that there were some distractions going on around Bucks Twitter and social media area. Now that hopefully everybody's moved on past all of those distractions, we can continue on our normal path. And we did get a Would You Rather Thursday submission from Mr. Joshua Gardner at Chef Gardner one on Twitter who wrote... If given the opportunity, would you rather for your human development either spend your whole life in the United States of America or spend time, actual time, not vacation or a month, but years living in another country? He says he's going to give some context. As an 18-year-old, 
he was given the opportunity to go to Holland for three months. And that three months has turned into 23 years in three other countries. If you follow Joshua on Twitter, you see he's got a bunch of country flags on his Twitter profile. And he says it's personally not, he's not the same person he would have been had he stayed or went back after the initial three months. So James, I'll let you kick off. Would you rather Thursday by answering that question? Would you rather spend your whole life in America? Like I believe you have, or do you think it would be better for human development purposes to actually live outside the country for years as Joshua puts it? Oof. Um, I think personally, I would rather just live here. Um, I, I think what scares me is the the fact that it would be multiple years living somewhere else. Um, and I get a little bit of anxiety just even thinking about it. Like, I don't speak any other languages. I don't know what I would do to provide for my family if we were somewhere else. I'm sure we would figure it out, but I would much rather spend a week in Paris and a week in Rome and a week in London than to dedicate multiple years living in another country. That I, you can make fun of me. I don't care. I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to that. But my wife's dream is to live for at least a year over in Europe. So I don't know. Ask me again after all of my children have moved out and graduated college and are living on their own. See, so here's what I'll tell you. And, and, and Joshua is probably already going to know where I'm going to go with this. I obviously am an advocate of people living outside of this country. And the, for the reasons are because it gets rid of everything you just talked about. It gets rid of that fear. So so I have spent a total of 12 years of my life. I'm 38 years old. 12 years of my life have been spent living in Germany. Three of them as a child, six of them uh, as an adult, and then another three later on as an adult as well. So 12 years total, I've lived in the country of Germany. And I'll tell you, it's one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. One, as a child, it exposes you to other cultures, exposes you to other traditions uh, that you wouldn't otherwise be exposed to. And, and I'll admit, as a, as a child, I didn't really understand. It. I didn't really get it. I didn't really, like in the moment, I didn't care. But when I went back to Germany as an adult, I actually eventually stumbled upon there was there was a monument and I don't really know what the monument is to this day, to be honest with you. But on this monument, on this statue, there, there's a gate around it and there are rings. And the tradition is you spin the ring three times as you make a wish. And if you do that, then, you know, the theory is that the wish you know will come true and all that stuff. And I remember being a child and my, and my father taking my sister and I to that statue and we got up there, he held us up, we spun the ring, we made a wish, I don't know what my wish was. And then as an adult, I go back and I'm walking through the city of Nuremberg, Germany. And honestly, we had no real you know aim of where we were going. I see the statue, I'm like, hold up. You know, like the deja vu kind of kicks in. So I go up to it, I'm like, man, you know, I remember this and da da da. And so it's just, it's just an eye-opening experience. And then as a young adult, so I joined the army at 17, I'm in Germany before my 19th birthday as a young adult, being ripped from the country that you know, being ripped from the traditions you know, and then, you know, there's a Walmart down the street and all this other stuff. It does, it forces you to figure out how to live life in a different way. And it makes you a more resilient person, I think at the end of the day. Now, it doesn't mean you can't be a resilient person and never leave the country either. I'm just saying it kind of forces you. It's like throwing you into the deep end of the pool. Like you said, you have to go figure out how you're gonna live. Now for me, I had a little bit of an advantage, right? Cause I know how I'm gonna live. I know how I'm gonna earn my money. I know how I'm gonna make my money and what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be in the army. But learning the language, learning how to deal with people from a different culture and like Germans stand really close. And I'm a space person. Like I, I don't celebrate COVID, right? But when everything came out, I was like, stay at least six feet apart. I was like, yes, even after COVID, please stay six feet apart. Like that's my thing. Well, in Germany, that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like in Germany, you will have someone in your grill immediately and it's, it's not a big thing there. So you have to kind of learn 
how to adapt because you can't look and say, I'm American, I don't like that, don't do that. You have to learn how to adapt. My theory is that every young soldier who joins the army, and I know I'm taking this in a different direction, but every young soldier who joins the army should not be allowed to go home. Like some of the worst things I've seen is a soldier from like say New York joins the army and then gets stationed in New York. And I always ask them like, why did you come home to be in the army? And they're like, well, cause it's what I'm, I'm used to. I'm like, yeah, but you joined the army for a reason. And you didn't join the army to have the, have your life stay the same. Now it doesn't mean you had like some dramatic, like abusive, you know, household that you had to get away from. So, you know, not everybody's life is dramatic, but there's a reason you were looking for a change. Whatever that reason was, go find that change. And that change doesn't involve coming home. And, and time after time, I see soldiers who enlist and then go back home. And a lot of times they have a problem adapting to the military lifestyle, adapting to being this new person, because why? They're going home every weekend and they're, everybody's expecting you to be the same. But then you come here where everybody's expecting you to grow and develop as an adult and as a soldier. So I think for me, being a soldier going overseas for six years and then subsequently also going to Kosovo, going to Afghanistan uh, on top of that and Poland really made me a much better adult as I went through it. So anyway, that's a huge, you know, incredibly long way of saying uh, you should live overseas like Joshua. I mean, I guess I could always dust off the old chef coat and hat and get a job in a restaurant, but it would be quite the culture shock to uh, start cooking cuisines that I'm I'm not used to. But yes. culture shock is how you grow. Also, Paris, incredibly disgusting city. Go see the Eiffel Tower. Go see the museums. Do it at night because if you see Paris in the light of day, it's gross. I just want to go to the Louvre. Yes, absolutely. The Louvre is amazing. That's do it at night. Or go in, <laughs> go in during the day, don't look down, don't look around, just look at the monuments, the statues, the museum, and don't look at anything else and you will love Paris. As soon as you look at actual Paris, it's so disgusting. I would be far more excited to go to Italy. That's that's the, the place over there that I wanna go visit okay. is Italy. But like I said, my wife wants to live over in Europe for like a full year at least. Live in Germany, that's my, that's my recommendation. I've never been to Spain though, so I can't talk about Spain live in Germany just from my own personal experience. All right. Well, David, we have got to get out of here. Please make sure you're sending in your would you rather questions. We'll get back to that on Thursday of next week. And make sure you're answering the question of the week. And that is remove the Buccaneers from the equation. Who is your favorite draft prospect this year? Who are you the most excited to see switching from playing on Saturdays over to playing on Sundays. You can do so by giving us a call at 813-444-5841 or send in a voice memo or an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Check out everything that David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.